bless you today in Jesus' name. So thankful for the house of God. What we can sense and feel in this place is just absolutely priceless in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming. As I said before tonight, we're going to do things a little bit different. There's a potluck if you want to come and be a part of this. If you can, just bring something that you can share with people. I know there's already things that are being arranged. If you're not quite sure what to bring, you can go ahead and talk to Sister Carnahan. But that will be at 4 o'clock today and then somewhere around the 5.30 mark or whenever we get done back there, we're going to come in here and we're going to have good focused prayer and um, I do believe in the idea of prayer and I know that uh, that you do too praise God and so um, I used to at this time of the year I used to get a little bit fearful and that type of thing and I was um, doing a little bit of research on Halloween and you know Halloween is one of those controversial times people sometimes have a tendency to give too much promotion to the negative things behind it but one of the things that's very prevalent to me and I'm not trying to be uh, looking for one behind every tree, but there's no question about it. There's a lot of fear at this time of the year and anytime there's fear You got to understand that a lot of times will be the uh, calling card of the demonic kingdom That's how they operate Intimidation that type of thing, but the Bible says he didn't give us a spirit of fear Now this is completely different than the fear of the Lord the esteem the respect of God And so we have to be careful sometimes that we give him a little more advertising than he really deserves. But, um, you know, when I was a child, you know, Halloween, of course, was a a time of the year where you went out and you did all kinds of things that you never told anybody about, uh, gathered candy and that kind of stuff. And um, some of that stuff I can't say that I'm totally opposed to. I mean, my goodness, like Christmas. Some people want to do away from the idea of giving gifts at Christmas. And I think, well, that's a pretty good custom. As long as we don't get it in the way of Jesus, I mean, that's the way I look at it anyway. It's, I, things have become a whole lot simpler for me as I grow older in the Lord. Uh, some of the things I, I used to make controversial, um, I, I've, I'm kind of learning that, you know, that's not God, that's me sometimes. And I understand different backgrounds. Sometimes people have a, a background that they've come to the Lord from that they do need more of a, a safety net and they need more of a, um, uh, you know, some type of... Um, Um, backing up and that type of thing and if that's the case I certainly want to respect that amen I remember years ago I have a good friend and he's still a good friend uh, pastors in um, in uh, Arizona up near the um, Navajo Indian Reservation just a good guy but when he came to the Lord he he had some issues in his life and at that point in time in his life he couldn't even go into a pizza hut and the reason he couldn't is because they served alcohol and, of course, you know, somebody might think, well, that's silly. No, I respect that kind of stuff. Anytime anybody wants to put some kind of a, um, a barrier in their life, um, I, in my opinion, more is better when it comes to God. Let's just put it that way. Um, one of the things I respected about him is he never tried to impose that upon anybody else. But I will tell you, because of my love for my brother, is I never, never even mentioned going to a place like that. And so this is what I feel. I think sometimes we have to be careful um, that we don't, um, we don't respect one another and that type of thing. And, and especially this time of the year, I understand there's different um, uh, interpretations of that. But when I was a, a young Catholic boy, and I was never any good at being a Catholic, I wasn't. I just wasn't. And because I didn't want to be. I mean, the church never did much for me, and I'm not here to criticize or bring that... that that denomination down. But one of the things they taught us was that that Halloween was actually Hallow's Eve. That was the evening or the evening before the All Saints or the Day of the Dead. And they really emphasize that a lot. And and I can see why that puts fear in people. It really does. But listen to me, I'll give you some good advice. If you want some good interpretation on what's going to happen when people die, amen. There's a good one in the Bible, and it's in the sixteenth chapter of the book of Luke. You can study that for yourself. Jesus gave us an example of what would happen. Back then, hell was the place of the dead. Everybody went there. And in the Old Testament, before Jesus died and rose again, um, you know, uh, the, the, the hell was divided into two, par- into two parts. You had the, the, the unrighteous, that's where they were, and, and then you had the Abraham's bosom. That's what it was. Well, I, I believe that in the New Testament that has changed a little bit. And the reason that is is because Jesus has died for our sins and he carved and paved the way so that you and I could go to a place called paradise. Amen. And that's the hope that you and I have. That's not a negative thing, praise God. 
And so I'm not against people who want to pray for the dead and all that kind of business. I don't, because in my opinion, I have learned in the Bible that once a person dies, they're in the hands of God. And there's nothing that I can do about that. Now, again, I'm not here to, to make anybody sad or anything like that. Um, but what that has emphasized to me over the years is right now. Right now counts. That's why every day should count for you. Living for God should be a progression. It should be a, a day that, yes, you make your mistakes. Yes, you fall down sometimes and we get back up. But the idea of it is we're moving forward, praise God. We're headed for a place that Jesus said that we're going to be with him in Jesus' name. You can talk about the streets of gold, paradise, all of these good things. But right now is our opportunity to prepare, praise God. And that shouldn't bring so much fear into our lives as sometimes an anxiousness or, or God, I just want to make sure that I get everything done that I can. And so during these seasons and these cultures and these customs that people have, sometimes what we have to do and what I try to look for is opportunities, praise God, to testify about what God is doing in Jesus' name. I don't know what your custom is, but I do know what the Word of God says. Amen. And I know that God has got good things in store for those that love Him in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing literally the gathering of the saints. We're seeing the gathering of the kingdom of God. Praise God. One of these days, this age is going to be closed, and there's going to be a tribulation period that's going to be, like Jesus described, like never has been before. But right now, some, look at somebody and say right now. Yeah, right now we still have an opportunity. We have an opportunity not only to get closer to God ourselves, but we have an opportunity to bring people, praise God, into the kingdom of God with God's help. Do you believe that? Why don't you just close your eyes one more time and lift one of those hands at least and say, God, I want to be used in this endeavor in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. What a precious promise. What a precious promise. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, what a precious promise our Lord has given to us. And I believe that we need to share those promises with as many people as we can in Jesus' name. Before this morning is, is over, I'm going to talk to you about leaking vessels. <laughs> leaking vessels. And um, uh, sometimes that happens to us in Jesus' name. Let me start with a parable like this. Say that you worked in a place and um, your boss um, had confidence in you, and he gave you a vessel. Maybe it was a pitcher, or maybe it was some type of thing that would hold a very, very precious, very, very, very precious um, um, liquid. Amen. And, and because you were walking through a place and you weren't really looking, you know, the best, you dropped that vessel, and it spilled all over the floor. Praise God. Well, being a kind boss and being a good God that we serve, you know, you could go to the Lord and he, you could ask him for forgiveness. And you know what would happen? He would forgive you. Praise God. He would forgive you. And being a good God, you know what else he would do? He would give you that vessel back and say, here, let me fill that back up for you. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a good thought? Amen. Well, maybe, you know, um, two days later or a day later or something like that, you're walking the same area and you forgot all about that little bump in the road or whatever the case is and you tripped and that vessel fell. And all over the floor again, that precious, precious liquid went onto the floor. Praise God. Well, God being a good God, amen, what's he going to do? Amen, he's going to forgive you. If you ask him for forgiveness, I made a mistake, God. I wasn't being as careful as I should. And I let this thing fall on the ground, praise God. Well, in my opinion, what happens sometimes, especially to brand new saints, because this is such a, such a, um, uh, a new thing. I know it was to me when I first came to the Lord. A lot of the stuff that you people were doing in here, I'm not going to say it didn't make sense, but it was just strange to me. Praise God. And what I needed is I needed forgiveness uh, on, on a regular basis. Can somebody say amen? Come on, lift up your hand right now and thank God for forgiveness. I'm telling you, folks, it's one of the most precious, precious liquids that we have. Amen. It's one of the most precious things that God gives us is forgiveness. Amen. Amen. But let me further uh, um, uh, emphasize this. Maybe the 10th, the 20th, or the 30th, or the 50th time, whatever the case is, 
you know, you've tripped, you've, you, you, you forgot, man, there, that, that's, that, that's there, and, you, and, you, and, and that, that vessel came out of your hand, praise God, and fell on the floor, and then emptied out again. And I don't know how many times I've had to ask God forgiveness, praise God. But again, I know that God is faithful. Can somebody say amen? amen. Don't ever forget that, folks. I don't care how bad things get in our life or how bleak they look, amen, our God is faithful. He is, amen, and he will forgive, praise God. But all of a sudden, you know, he fills that vessel back up with that precious liquid, and all of a sudden, praise God, you see something dripping down from that vessel. You see something kind of leaking out, amen. And because of the many times that you've tripped or I've tripped or we've tripped, amen, that vessel got injured and got cracked. I think I'm talking to a few people here today, amen. And pretty soon you think, well, my goodness, it just seems like I just, God just filled that thing back up, amen. I was at the, um, coming from the church here yesterday afternoon, had to make some deliveries and stuff, and I was on my way home, and, and I got up on the interstate, and I was going to head home. All of a sudden, bing, my light come on, and I'm not used to all these bells and whistles, you know. Well, it went on, and all of a sudden, it, it, it in, uh, indicated that my, my passenger rear tire was low on air, and I thought, well, that's strange. You know, I just had the, the, uh, the car serviced here a couple of weeks ago and had the tires rotated and they put the right amount of air in it and everything. But I, I didn't really pay it much attention. I thought, well, I'll just swing by my shop. I've got an air compressor there and I'll just fill it back up and make sure that it's even with the other one. Well, by the time I got on Dump Road, you know, I noticed that it'd gone down about five uh, pounds. And I'm going, ooh, this thing is leaking. And by the time I got down on the hill there, coming down from Dump Road, where my, across the street there where my shop is, it had gone down another two or three pounds. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do any good put me put air in this thing because it's just going to leak out. And so I went, I quick went down to the place where I bought the tires and they were open. And of course, a Saturday afternoon, you know, can't get to you, you know, and that type of thing. So um, I was, he said, well, we can put some air in it for you. Well, so I backed it up to their door, and, I, and, and the, the young lady who was working there, she's very gracious, very kind, and she came out, and she said, I'll check all the tires for you and everything. And so she started filling this tire up, and she says, wait a minute. I said, what do you mean? She says, I can hear this. And I put my ear down by the tire, and man, you could just hear it. And she says, ain't going to do you a whole lot of good to put air in this thing. He said, she said, this thing will be flat in 15, 20 minutes. And so to make a long story short, folks, I took the tire off, put my spare on, and left the tire with them, because what good is it going to do? Well, listen to me. I, sh I, 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 I gave you that parable so that you can understand, and so does God. And what God wants to do here today is he wants to repair some vessels. That's what I sense in this place right here, right now in the next probably 20, 30 minutes. God wants to help you to understand that yes, he forgives you. But when you get to a place where things are starting to leak out a little bit and that type of thing, I'm going to tell you something. You've got an almighty God, praise God, that's for you and wants to help you in Jesus' name. Praise God. Does anybody here feel the encouragement of God? Come on, why don't you lift up your hands just again and say, God, I'm going to open up wide for this one. I'm going to trust you to help me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to trust you to help me today. That you are going to help me. You're going to repair some things in my life, praise God, that's going to be able to hold the things that you give me, praise God. And I'm excited about that in the name of Jesus. I'm excited about what you're going to do in the name of Jesus. Strengthen somebody here today. There's actually even a mindset in here that right now I am going to pray against in Jesus' name. It could come from pride. I don't know what it is. But Lord God, you are a forgiving and you're a restoration God. You want us to go all the way, praise God. There's times that we're going to spring leaks, Lord God, that we need to get it fixed. And I believe that you are here for such a time as that, in Jesus' name. And God, I'm excited about what you're doing in my life personally, and I'm excited about what you're doing in these people's lives. Oh my goodness, in the name of Jesus. Talk about hitting a nerve. God has hit a nerve here today. Come on, we don't have to be intimidated. We don't have to sit here and fret. Mm. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your calm assurance in Jesus' name. Now let me sow some seeds here, you know, for the next 10 or 15 minutes into your life, praise God, from the Word of God to help you with this in Jesus' name. Because God knows. He knows. So 2 Timothy chapter number 2 gives us an analogy of ourselves. And that's one thing I appreciate about the Bible is the Bible gives me word pictures. It helps me to understand who I am through the examples that he gives. And here's one of them. Look at verse number 19, 2 Timothy 2 and 19. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. The word sure there could be replaced with the word steady. God is steady. Somebody give me an amen. amen. Praise God. It says, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. God knows who you are. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's, that's where we, we mess up a lot. That's the thing that helps us or, or causes us to drop the vessel sometimes. Iniquity is us. It's not the devil, folks. It's us. It's when we try to insert our way. Amen. That's why you and I must continually progress towards the idea that it's not my will, but your will being done. Now, that's not God being a dictator and trying to make you do something. He just knows better. Can somebody give me a huge amen? amen. Come on, folks. I'm telling you right now, you serve a God that knows better. He's not a know-it-all. He just knows better. And then Paul says, in a great house, everybody say great house. That's where we're at. It says, there are not only vessels of gold. Do you see that? It says, and of silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In my opinion, this is what happens sometimes. When we come to the Lord, we bring a vessel. But sometimes that vessel is a very temporary vessel. That's what wood and earth is. Very temporary. It's going to wear out. Amen. I'm not saying that metal doesn't wear out, but it, it lasts a whole lot longer than wood and earth. And sometimes we got to make the switch. And this is what God does. And you know what helps us to make the switch? It's something what I have termed as the long haul. When you begin to commit to God, when you begin to come to church every time you, you, know, you, you have an opportunity, you begin to pray and read your Bible, not as some ritual, but as some way of, of finding out what God really wants for me. I'm telling you right now, when you begin to do that on a consistent basis, you're going to begin to switch from a wood and an earthen vessel to something that's going to be a whole lot more stronger in the name of Jesus. Come on, anybody want to be stronger in the Lord? Come on, you can do that right now. You can make that switch, praise God. And this is why don't always ask God for the temporary things. Don't always get excited about, God, I want something right now to make me feel good right now. No, God, I want something that's going to last. I want something that's going to take me through storms. I want something, praise God, that is going to be able to handle some of the pressures of this life. Come on, can somebody say amen? Come on, I'm talking about a vessel. Praise God. And I'm talking about a gracious God that wants to fill that vessel. Fill that vessel with precious things. Precious things, praise God. Things that you and I could never in a lifetime pay for. We could never accumulate enough money or riches and that type of thing to pay for these things. God wants to make that vessel in the name of Jesus able to hold these things that God has. Praise God. And then Paul went on to say in verse number 21, there's something that you and I have to consider in life. And he said, if a man therefore purge himself from these. Yeah, there's times when you have to make up your mind that I'm going to, make, I'm going to do it more than I ever have before. And what I call that is called commitment. That you begin to commit your ways to the Lord. And all of a sudden, God will begin to shine on your life in a way that you've never seen it before. And it isn't something you deserve. It's just something you have decided. And so he says, purge yourself from these. And he shall be a vessel unto honor. Praise God. I'm telling you something. This is what God wants to do. You know what the word honor means in the Greek? One of the words that it, that it could be replaced with is something called precious. 
Amen. That's what God, that's how God looks at you. Amen. That's why every time you drop the vessel, praise God, God is willing to forgive you. But you must understand, praise God, if we don't purge ourselves from some things, we're going to get into the habit. We're going to get into the habit of dropping things. And that's going to have some kind of a recourse. It just is. And that's not me working my way to heaven. That's me trying to protect the vessel so that God can fill it and it doesn't leak out in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, this is what God is doing right now in your life. I sense that, praise God, that he is doing that right now. He's helping you to understand the real street worth of some of this stuff that you're involved in. And God is helping you to understand the worth of what he has in Jesus' name. You know, one of the references it makes of our faith is the Bible makes reference to the fact that it's like gold. And gold is a precious Precious metal. And gold a lot of times has to be heated up time after time after time after time. Do you want to know why? Because that's the easiest way to get the impurities out of it. That when you heat up things like gold and silver, yes, you have to heat it up a whole lot hotter than, than, than before. Praise God. Amen. I had a flute that came into my, my job this past week, and, um, and it had kind of an unusual repair. And what had happened was the thumb key on it had broken off. And, oh, my goodness, I, I, I had to think about that repair for a while because I've been there before. And one of the things that I realize about the keys on some of these newer flutes is that's not made out of the same metal that it was 30 years ago. And if you heat it up too hot, you'll literally melt that key. You'll just melt it. And I've done that, folks. Been there. Got a couple of those t-shirts. So I had to be very careful because I could, not, I could not fix that the way I would have liked to fix it. I would have loved to silver soldered that key. Because if I could have done that, that key would have been stronger than coming out of the factory. But I couldn't do that. And so you must understand, I had to heat it up a little bit. I had to be very careful, and I used something called soft solder. And yes, I got the repair done. It looks just like, like it did when it came out of the factory, and it'll work and that type of thing. But listen to me, folks. Some of you right now, you're involved in soft solder. Some of the things are broken in your life, and you come to the Lord, and I want to encourage you to do that. Don't ever stay away from God. Don't ever let some, you know, some sick demon tell you that God doesn't care for you. That is not true. Amen. You and I must understand that God loves us. He cares for us. But you know, you can get some little temporary repair if you want from the Lord. And he'll heat you up a little bit. But listen, if you want something to last, how many would like something in your life right now stronger than what you have? Come on, I'm telling you right now, this is what God... Man, I can sense the Holy Ghost in a deep way right here in this place. Come on, I'm talking about this 31st of October. God is repairing leaky vessels. That's what He's doing. Come on, I'm telling you, this is what the Lord is doing for you. Amen. And He does it because He loves you. Not because you're such a great person. Amen. And so this is what Paul is making reference to, that he wants to make you a vessel unto honor. He wants to put something precious in you that makes your self-worth go way up over the roof. Amen. And so in order to do that, the Bible says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, in verse 21, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. The word sanctified there means to be holy. That's why all of these groups out there that don't want to have holiness standards in their life, they're making a huge mistake. All they're doing is being fixed by soft solder. That's all that's happening, folks. And I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you what it is. That's why sooner or later they're going to come upon the same problem. And so God wants to not only fix the problem in your life, He wants to give you ability. He wants to give you some substance in your life that you're going to be able to go through things. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says, with God all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I'm telling you, all of these scriptures are for you in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hand right now and ask the Lord to give you clarity here. Come on, not for somebody else, but for you. 
Ask the Lord to give you some personal clarity. What's going on in my life, God, that's soft solder right now? What are some of the things that you just temporarily fixed for me? Lord, God, help me to understand that because I'm probably going to drop this vessel a few more times. And I need something strong. I need something stronger than I can even come up with in the name of Jesus. I believe the Lord is doing that right now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. There's a scripture in the New Testament in 1 John, 1 John chapter number 1. And I know many of you have heard this before. It's a very encouraging scripture, and you should put it to memory. You should put it to familiarity. And it's found in 1 John chapter number 1 in verse number 7. Let me quote this for you. 1 John chapter number 1 and verse 7. Amen. The scripture says, but if we walk in the light, everybody say the light. It says, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth, it says, us from all sin. Now, if you study that word sin, it comes, there's a multiple meanings with sin, missing the mark and that type of thing. You know, but here, this is actually really making reference to something that goes beyond the initial sin that you do or the one or two things that you screw up on at a time. It's really talking about your sinful nature. You see, you and I, when we were baptized in Jesus' name for all of our sins in the past, were completely gone. But if you're just like me and you got red blood flowing through your veins, you know, it wasn't too long and you were messing up again, weren't you? Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm just telling you how it is. And do you want to know why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ did not eradicate the sinful nature. And that's what you and I recognize from God. We understand, the Bible says, I think it's in, in uh, 2 Corinthians, it talks about the fact that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now that doesn't give us a license to mess up. It just helps us to indicate where we're at. And so this is why I'm telling you, praise God, all of us have issues like this. And we can come to the Lord and God can really begin to do a repair job on us. I'm telling you something, folks. That's why Jesus said, he said, I'm not going to put this precious stuff in these old sacks. Because, boy, when they get working and when they get to be, you know, heating up a little bit, it's just going to burst. That's what the analogy that Jesus gave us. So you and I must prepare ourselves for these journeys. We must understand that God is not into simple little, let's get by today, repairs. God is into something that is going to be something that will stand the test. The Bible says, we just read it in 2 Timothy, he knows those that are his. And we also read that the foundation of God is steady. So you and I, we can rely on the things of God. This is what I want you to understand. And so the Bible says that if we walk in the light, that's what God says. That's your mandate. Amen. That's why you and I must understand that when we read this Bible, we must learn how to apply it to our lives. That doesn't mean we'll ever get to a place where we never make any mistakes. It just means that those mistakes will become fewer and farther between. That's what happens. And that vessel's going to be able to hold the things of God. And the vessels that we used to drop and we used to, you know, injure and that type of thing aren't going to be as much. And so I want you to understand this is what God has for you today. This day, God is wanting to fill you. He already has filled you with something very, very precious, by the way. Come on, if you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ought to lift up both of those hands right now. If you ever spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, you ought to thank God for that preciousness. Come on, folks. Don't let somebody talk you out of it. Don't let somebody tell you it doesn't work anymore. Don't let somebody tell you God doesn't do that anymore. Oh, no, he keeps doing that, even though we have vessels that sometimes can drop. Oh. I'm telling you, folks, this is what you and I, we can get used to in the name of Jesus. And that's why the word cleanseth there is such an important word, because the E-T-H means it's ongoing. That means that you and I have to have a continual cleansing from God. And you and I, we already are experiencing the fact that God never runs out. Come on, you can come to God any, any amount of time of any day in Jesus' name. And so we must realize, praise God, that God has helped us in the name of Jesus. 
You know, there's a book in the Old Testament that really highlights not on the right and wrong so much. And this is what I have found people when they first come to the Lord. That's the way I was. I just wanted to know right from wrong and that type of thing. And you must understand that on, on a lot of ways we already knew that. We just couldn't, we couldn't implement the right in our life enough. And so that's what it is. But the book that I'm talking about is the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs deals with something called wisdom. And this is what God wants to bring back into the picture of your life. Sometimes it's not so much what's right and what's wrong, but what is wise? What is wise? Let me give you an example here, and I, I hope I don't trip anybody up. But if you miss a service or two, I don't think that's going to take you to hell. I'm not going to sit here and say, boy, you better be here every Sunday and every Wednesday, boy, you're going to go to hell. That's how I was, that's, by the way, that's how it was brought up across to me. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that really doesn't work. All it does is really just makes it more for intimidating. But listen to me, I learned that if you start missing services, that isn't wise. And pretty soon, w wisdom is going to turn into not being wise. And that's going to lead you down a certain trail, praise God. Let me give you an emphasis here. Look at um, Proverbs chapter 28. Let me give you some wisdom. The Bible says in chapter 28 of Proverbs and verse number 13, it says, He that covereth or conceals or hides his sins shall not prosper. It just isn't going to happen. And then the Bible says, But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And sometimes we lose track of that. That God doesn't only want us to confess because that's the only way we're ever going to get real forgiveness. Can somebody say amen? amen. But there's got to be something that kicks in after the confession. And that is the idea that I'm going to place myself in a place where I'm forsaken this stuff. That's why the doctrine of separation is so important when you first come to an apostolic church. That doesn't mean you can't have any contact with a whole lot of people or anybody. That just means that you must start using wisdom. That there are people out there that do not want to live for God the way you do. And so what's going to happen is you hanging around them isn't going to put you in hell. But I'm going to tell you something, hanging around them is going to take you away from the things of God. And so every one of us must begin to use the wisdom of God in our personal life. That God wants to help you, praise God, to get to a place where you can understand the preciousness of what he's doing for you. And then the things that would try to punch holes in your vessel or do damage and that type of thing. You can begin to forsake those things. Come on, I believe God wants to give you understanding to where you're at right now. He wants to give you strength, praise God. I'll tell you, if you would lift your hands right now and ask, that's really a requirement, folks. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. You know, knock and it will be open unto you. I'm telling you, folks, right there is wisdom. I'm seeking the Lord. In fact, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And a lot of things would be automatic. They would be right there in the name of Jesus. And so I, 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 I sense the heavenly father is here in the spirit realm. And he is here to touch and to strengthen and to heal. And to just absolutely deliver in the name of Jesus. And I believe in that, folks. I don't care what kind of program you've been involved in in the past. This ain't it, praise God. This thing works every day. It works every week in the name of Jesus. You can come back 10 years from now and you can still believe in that foundation in the name of Jesus. God doesn't, he doesn't depreciate in the name of Jesus. In fact, he appreciates. That's what he's doing right now in your life. That's what he's trying to do in the name of Jesus. Oh my goodness. Hatokobarot in the name of Jesus that's it Lord God help us help us to take that that pot that that pill of, of meekness right now help us to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save our souls literally able to save our souls in the name of Jesus praise God let me give you some more seed before I go into what I believe is the word of the Lord for every one of you here today Every one of you, this is going to be for you. Every person here. And if you'll take heed to it, you're going to get results in Jesus' name. But let me show you something first. Look at Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. And the book of Hebrews is a tremendous book. It's a book that can help you to understand a little bit of the crossover between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
It has a good way of explaining a lot of things in New Testament language. It's because it was written by a New Testament person. Now, some people say it was Paul. Some people say it was Timothy. I really don't know who wrote it. All I know is it's inspired by God. And so it helps me out. And in chapter number 12 and verse number 1, it says something here that I hope that you can receive today. The Bible says, wherefore, it says, um, seeing we also are combassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What's it talking about there? Well, prior in the 11th chapter, it was talking about people like you and I who were able to live for God by faith. Amen. And it gave us example after example after example after example. That might happen at the judgment seat, folks. There might be some people that come up to the white throne judgment and they'll have a bag full of excuses. And I know, I'm not sure exactly what God is going to do. I just know there will be a just judgment. But he might use us. Because one of the excuses might be, well, God, I couldn't live for you because of. And uh, who knows what all the reasons will be. And God might do this. He just might be. He says, William, come here. Come here, William. God might do this. And he'll say, he did. There might be another person who gets up and has all kinds of excuses. Praise God. And God might say, come here, Cody. You couldn't live for God because he did. He did. So what you do, and I'm not talking about in a negative way, folks. What you are doing right now is you are becoming a witness for God. You are proving to this world and to the devil, praise God, that no matter what comes your way, you can still live for God. Can somebody say amen? amen? Now listen to me, folks. That makes you strong. That gives you a testimony. And in the face of a lot of foes, folks, you can pull out your billfold, you can get your stocks out, you can put your car on the market, you can do all kinds of stuff that you've accumulated in this world. But one of the things that's going to help you to get through some things is the fact that you've got a God-bought testimony. Come on, can somebody lift their hands right now and thank God for a testimony? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, folks, this is what happens. Cloud of witnesses. But then it says, it says, and it says, let us lay aside every weight. It has some kind of semblance there as a hindrance. There are some things that are not sinful. You can't find them in the Bible. But there are a lot of things in this world that hinder us. And you and I, through the wisdom of God, need to begin to recognize that in our personal life. You know, let me give you an example. We die without it. You know, I don't think watching a football game is sinful. I don't think watching a baseball game is sinful. But I do believe that it can become a hindrance. I believe it is something that can get between you and God. And that's why the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? That means through the wisdom of God, because you get that in the Holy Ghost, by the way, you can begin to say, listen, I can't do that the way I used to do it. Listen to me, folks. Music was one of those things for me. I had to give up music for several years. I don't know if I had to do it that long, but I felt it was the prompting of the Lord. Then when God brought it back to me, I was able to handle it a little bit better. And this is what happens to us in life, especially in our culture, folks. We've got so much that's accessible to us. We have to be very careful with it. And that's why we need the wisdom of God. So it talks about the weight, it says, and the sin which does so easily beset us. The word beset there comes from a Greek word that means to entangle. That's what it is. Sometimes you've got a problem in an area of your life and somebody doesn't seem like they have. It's because you've allowed something to entangle itself in your life. And listen to me, folks, you can confess that sin, and I hope that you do. But I'm going to tell you something. One of the reasons we become a repeat offender is because we don't realize that something's got a hold of us. But how many here have ever felt the delivering power of Jesus Christ? Come on, folks, that's what I'm talking about. That's what he does. He gets those things that are entangled in our lives, and he gets them out. Come on, that's what I'm saying. 
He's fixing some leaky vessels, folks. He's fixing some leaky vessels. That's what he's doing. Amen. And I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm not here to say that your entanglement is worse than my entanglement. A lot of times they're kind of across the board. But it's something that's got a hold of you that needs to get off of you in the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you by the blood of Jesus Christ and by coming to the Lord and recognizing that maybe you got a crack in your vessel that needs to have some attention, you can come to the Lord in fasting and in prayer and God can begin to help you to repair these things. I don't care how how long you've been addicted. I don't care how many alcohol problems you've had. Come on, folks, I'm telling you something. The stuff that has entangled you, God is meant for it to come off. Now, come on, if you're looking for some soft, solder way of going about it, go ahead. But you're going to have that same problem down the road. God wants to heat up your life. God wants to help you to understand that without Him, you're not going to get this accomplished. But listen to me, folks. With God, all things are possible. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Come on, we got a regeneration class going on in this church, and I'm all for it. But listen, the second they get that program before Jesus, they're out of here. That program is going to be done, in my opinion, because it's Jesus that can deliver. That's what he wants to do. You can call it Genesis if you want. I think it's pretty good. But I'm telling you right now, it's Jesus that delivers. And it's because people have allowed themselves to be tangled. And then the other issue is they've allowed other groups to say, well, that's okay. It's okay to be entangled. That isn't going to hurt you. Everybody in life is entangled. Everybody has that. And listen, folks, what that's called is psychology. And that's what you see. And again, I'm not here to compete with that stuff. There is no competition with God. But listen, if you want the real thing, if you want a vessel that's able to hold the things of God first, somebody say amen. amen. And you want a vessel that's able to, to handle a few droppings, I'm telling you something, God is able to do that for you and only God is able to do that. Now, are you ready for a word from the Lord? I did this last week or the week before, too. And I feel this very, I feel it just as strong as I did the other week. I'm going to give you something. Everybody here, this is for everybody, okay? There's a story told in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, and I want to show you something. The book of Jeremiah can be a very, very, tough book. It's kind of like Job. You know, the nation of Israel was, was, was backslidden and they didn't seem like they were interested in the things of God at all. And it kind of gets sad. And I've been in the world long enough for you and you have been too. And sometimes you get witnessing to people and telling people about the love of God and it just seems like nobody wants it. Can somebody say amen? amen. But I want, you to, I, wanna, I want you to understand, Elijah tried to pull that one off on God. He went on his little sabbatical, remember that? Got in the wilderness and said, nobody wants you, God, nobody wants you. And he said, listen, Elijah, I got 7,000 people right now that you don't even know about that want to serve me. And by the way, when you get back, he said, I've already got somebody that you anoint, he's going to take your place. See, God has got it down. He's not behind the program, he's ahead of it. But we've got to do something in order for that to, to stay focused in Jesus' name. And this story in the 18th chapter of the book of, of Jeremiah is a good resource for this. Let me read it to you. And I'm, this is it. I'm, I'm, on the tar I'm coming to the tarmac now. Land in the plane. The Bible says in verse 18, and, 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 or, I'm sorry, chapter 18 and verse 1. It says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. I can almost hear Jeremiah saying, the potter's house? You want me to go where? I, I, I think I'd rather go to general conference. I think I'd rather go to because of the times. Um, I, I, I'd rather go to that youth thing that they're doing every other year. And I'm not against these things, folks. But a lot of times God is, is saying, I need to get something across to you, so I'm going to give you a word picture. And this is where it's at. And the Bible says in verse number three, it says, then I went down. Somebody say obedience. obedience. 
That's exactly what happened. The reason why Jeremiah was in a position where he could receive from God is because he learned how to obey. Now, I know that's simple. I know that's elementary. And I know you and I, we already knew that before we came to church this morning. But you'd be surprised why we need to get back to that simple concept. Obeying what God tells us to do. And the scripture says, Then I went down to the potter's house and beheld, or behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. Well, yeah, what are you going to find in a potter's house? Somebody working with clay. Somebody working with making a pot. Okay. Well, the Bible says in verse number 4, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. Somebody say, that's me. There it is. That's our problem, folks. We're marred. All of us are. And the scripture says, in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. Jesus, one of the instructions he gave to his disciples right out of the chute. Here he is preaching a sermon. He borrows their boat. And so he wants to bless them. He wants to do something nice for them. And so, you know, Jesus has gone out in, into the depth. And first words out of old Pete's mouth. We've been there. I've taught those Bible studies. I've been to Saturday night prayer. I come to Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday evening, maybe an occasional Wednesday night. But I've been there. And you know what Jesus' instruction was? Go again. Maybe you got a little different attitude this time. Maybe what's going to happen this time will have some significance. And so the Bible says the potter had to make it again. And so the Bible says another vessel as seemed good to the potter. See, in the ninth chapter of the book of Romans, it, it gives us that. It says, what power does somebody, the clay, have over the potter? And you'd be surprised how many people are usurping that kind of authority. I know better. I know better than God. Oh, we don't say that, but sometimes we do that. And we must understand what he's doing right now, folks, is, yeah, there's leaky vessels, but he's making that vessel again. He's making something here this morning, praise God, that can hold the things that he wants to put in there. That you're not going to get up on that interstate and have your back tire begin to leak like a sieve, praise God. That you're going to begin to find stamina out there. You're going to begin to find encouragement. You're going to begin to find words that you can tell people. Folks that are coming with all kinds of dilemmas in their life. But you're going to begin to have an answer for them. And the reason that is, is not because you're such a hot shot. It's because God made a vessel in your life that was able to contain and handle the things that he can put in them. I'm telling you right now, that's what God wants to do in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now, if that's something, I could go on, but I, right now, if that's something that you would like to see accomplished in your life, I want you to stand up right now, and I want you to come to this altar. Come on, we're not going to hesitate. We need to come down here, and we need, to, we need to receive from the Lord in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you right now, amen. The first qualification is the simple one. The first qualification is the simple one. And I mentioned it before. And you know what it was? Ask. Ask. Come on, if you know you got something in your life that's leaking a little bit here, come on, why don't you begin to ask the Lord right now to help you with that in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're all in this boat, folks. This is the ark, by the way. The church in the New Testament is the ark. And we're in the ark right now, all of us. And we can smell the animals. We can feel the discomfort. But listen, we're all in this place and we're all marred. And God wants to fix us in Jesus' name. Come on, lift that head up right now. Lift those hands up in faith. Come on, you're not going to get arrogant, but you're going to get humble in the name of Jesus. Come on, let God begin to do something right now. Come on, I sense him right now. He's fixing some leaky vessels in this place right here, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's let him do it. Let's let him do it. Come on, let's take a few minutes. We, we, we're, we're closing 10 minutes early right now, folks. So we got plenty of time. Come on, we got plenty of time 
time you can begin to call upon the name of the Lord. That's what they did in the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. Right away, they begin to call on the Lord. Come on, your confidence level in him. Come on, Jesus said one time, be it according to your faith in the name of Jesus. God, right now, I'm believing you. I'm believing you for, 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 for direction. I'm believing you, Lord God, for wisdom in my life. Come on, I'm telling you right now, he's here in the name of Jesus. Come on, don't look at me. I'm not going to be able to give anything to you. It's him. Jesus is the one that's going to give it to you, not me. Come on, he's already, in fact, I'm going to tell most of you right now, he's already put it in there. It sets his confidence in you. Now you got to begin to enact it. Now you got to begin to say, hey, come on, I'm going to pray differently. I'm going to read my Bible differently. Hallelujah. Come on, I tell you right now, the Lord is here in the name of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Come on, come on, don't give up so easily. Come on, you push through right now in the name of Jesus. That's what we're doing. Come on, we're pushing this other stuff out of the way. Come on, embarrassment and things of that nature. Come on, this is God. This is how he works in the name of Jesus. If we got faith in his word, his word will be confirmed with signs following. By the way, that's why you spoke in other tongues. It's because Jesus said these signs would, would follow them that believe. Come on, in my name, they're going to cast out devils in the name of Jesus I take authority I take authority over the demonic kingdom right now in the name of Jesus I don't care if it's Halloween I don't care if it's Thanksgiving I don't care if it's New Year's Lord God I take authority over this in the name of Jesus yes I come against alcohol I come against drugs I come against any kind of psychology in the name of Jesus let us see the wisdom of you Lord God in the name name of Jesus right now. Oh, by faith in the name of Jesus. Come on, you can get it. Come on, there's some, there's a little bit of resistance in here, but if you'll lift up your hands right now and begin to call upon the Lord, oh, in the name of Jesus, that's it, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, heal that. Heal that brokenhearted. I claim healing for that broken heart right now in Jesus' name. I claim healing for that offense in the name of Jesus. I enact Lord God, bucketfuls of forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, you are a forgiver and you said that if I can't forgive, I'm not going to be forgiven. So we got to get this one under the blood right now in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody needs to yell it. You need to say, I forgive them. Come on, you need to say it. You need to say, I forgive them. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. I forgive them, Lord. I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, God. We need some silver solder here. We need some gold solder in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'll tell you what. I'm going to make this easier on you. If you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you have spoken in other tongues, I believe it's the will of God here in the next. Now, I'm not telling you you better or else. I'm saying you can do this. A lot of times the Bible says we don't pray the way we should. We don't know what to pray for. That's why you have a secret weapon. It's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can begin to pray in tongues. You can allow that spirit to begin to come into you. And I believe that God is a healer. I believe that God is a restorer. Come on, anybody with me now? Why don't you do that? Lift up your hands. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow through you. I believe it's the will of God, folks. I'm not listening but I believe God is come on in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus